Hello and welcome once again aboard the USS Henson and to Rise and Shine, your unofficial Star Trek podcast for all about the 2001 to 2005 series Enterprise. I'm your host Jason, and joining me on the bridge again is my number one, Michaela. Hello. Now, just a disclaimer: we're not hardcore Trekkies. However, we are Trek fans. And somehow we've never been able to get through Enterprise, and I'm sure a lot of fans feel the same way as well. So to erase this blemish from our Starfleet record, we created Rider and Shine, where each week we discuss, review, and rate every episode until we complete the entire four-season run. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us and our history with the franchise, we invite you to go back and check out episode zero. Otherwise, take your stations and let's get into our discussion of season one, episode five, which is called Unexpected. Now in spoiler territories, so if you haven't seen episode one, uh, sorry, season one, episode five of Enterprise, please hit pause now, go back and watch it, and then come back and hang out with us once you've seen it, and we can discuss it then. Uh, but for everyone else, let's jump straight into it. Um, I think it's fair to say that this was pretty much a straightforward mission of the week episode. And yeah. um, but that being said. I want to officially go on the record and log it as probably the best, best. that we've seen so definitely. far. Definitely. Yeah, I know we've only just started, but from what we've seen so far, it's definitely yeah. the best for me. Um, yeah, it was, um, there's a lot of fun mm. in this episode and um, a lot of humour. So we're just going to kind of go through the plot and then we'll be just talking and discussing different things as we go through it. Um, so this story starts off kind of like there's a bunch of random malfunctions and gremlins in the machine happening throughout the ship. Um, there's a gravity outage. We see Archer having a zero gravity shower, yeah. which sounds kind of cool, but it's not. No, it's super annoying. <laughs> I was, I was dreading the moment that they would, uh, it would return to normal because I knew it was yeah, gonna. You knew he was gonna yeah. drop and he was gonna slam down. So was, that that was a yeah, that was happening. There was uh, a replicator mishap as well. Yeah, a classic with sort Paul, of yeah replicator um, malfunction and she wanted I think water, water carbonated, carbonated which is quite water. funny because Flock was like oh that's original yeah <laughs> adventurous type thing and then she got some black sludge I don't know what it was um, it looked like, looked like uh, some kind of mint gawk no I don't know <laughs> gawk maybe it was probably more like like a frozen chocolate or something which would be nice but um, but the, you get the opinion that Tapal is a very straightforward and simple yeah. fussy eater and there was a bunch of power surges, I think, in engineering, which was causing fires and electrical sparks happening. So essentially, it's a complete mess and chaos happening on the ship. Um, and they can't figure out what's kind of happening. Um, but then Tucker notices that the ship's plasma exhaust flow is being restricted somehow. Something's wrong with the, the way that the plasma Some, yeah, flow is dispersing it. from yeah. the ship. Um, so Archer, I think he um, asked him to ignite this, this flow and so they can get, get a flash and see what's happening and when they do that they discover there's a cloaked ship hiding sort of in the energy signature of the Enterprise Yeah. and I'm pretty sure there was a next gen episode which something starts similar. off similar where there was a yeah. ship hidden somewhere in the warp signature yeah. or the warp trail or something Parasiting like that off. some parasite yeah, yeah. Well, you guys will know the hardcore trekkies will, will know what we're talking about so let us know what the name of that episode is but there was a similar setup in a next gen generation episode um, so anyway, yeah, so they discover that there's a ship kind of hiding in their, in their wake, so to speak. Um, and they hail the ship. And then we get introduced to uh, a new race of aliens. New race, yes. Yeah, we don't see them at first on screen because there's a 
issue with their ship. Um, but they no, called with, the, even with the Enterprise, they say they only have audio. Yes, yeah. So either way, yeah. both sides, there's, they can't visually communicate. They can only hear them. Um, but they call the Zerillians, which they'll, they'll kind of talk about later. And they're essentially quite harm, harmless. But um, yeah. as I was saying, they have these malfunctions on their ship. And the reason why that they've been sort of camping out <laughs> uh, behind the Enterprise is that they've been sort of siphoning off that plasma yeah. to kind of replenish their own energy coils before yeah. they can sort of move on. Um, now, obviously, that they can't do that forever, so it's not going to be beneficial for either party. So Trip, I think he pretty much can't wait to get over there and help them out. Being the engineer, he wants yeah. to go over and sort of help them fix their problem long term, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, he goes over... Um, and the process for him was not that smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about? He was, yeah. He was kind of suffering from sort of. He like had to go through the bends, basically, like yeah. go diving. He had to go through a three hours um, process sort of, of adaptation, decompression, decompression and, and adaptation to their own acclimatization. Of yeah. Acclimate, sorry, to the to their own uh, to the new sort of atmosphere and environment on the ship. Exactly, to yeah. the new environment. Um, so, first of all, he was, three hours felt like three days to him. Yeah. Um, he started off with a, with a smoke, with a con- some kind of smoke that uh, vapors of some kind that were burning his uh, lungs. And obviously not knowing what he got himself into, he was kind of scared and they kept telling him, the aliens kept telling him, you know, just breathe normally because obviously that was just adapting. Just breathe, yeah. And the, the pain would have subsided, so... But he wasn't happy. He was he, immediately, like, yeah, within five minutes... Yeah, he went straight into he was calling panic Ar- mode. And he was calling back to the archer on the ship yeah, saying, it, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I need to return back to the ship. This is um, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to make it. And yeah. archer was like, you know, chill. Just yeah, wait, yeah. wait, yeah. <laughs> Take your time. It's so he went through the three minutes. Went through the three minutes. Uh, sorry, three minutes. Well, three minutes. Well, he wish was three minutes. It was three hours. And then eventually he was able to make it into the actual ship. Yeah, so he kind of does the, the first yeah. stage of it. So he yeah. gets into the ship. And, and he was feeling um, very dizzy. Yeah, there's still. a nice way that they visually communicate the yeah. difference in the atmosphere yeah. for trip at least. Yeah. It was almost like he wasn't a trip himself. He was yeah. quite trippy. It yeah. was um, this kind of slowed down sound design and visual yeah. design, um, very sort of um, first person perspective. So yeah. whenever one of the aliens from the, Z- the Zerillion were looking at, trip you would kind of see his POV from the camera's yeah. perspective so you would get this real intense sort of feeling for him yeah it made me dizzy yes watching. it kind of made you sort of a bit disorientated yeah right? it was quite well done the way the way they did that and I think that maybe sort of exacerbated his feelings even more mm. when he got that that was sort of one process then he's got this trippy other process straight after and I, he was thinking at this point you know, what have I done <laughs> Yeah, because they did offer him. Obviously, they they knew uh, it wasn't their first encounter with other species, so immediately they offered him some food, and they said to him, "Do you want to?" Yes, the the leader, right? Yeah, Trenlan. I think his name was Trenlan or something. Um, He was the one who advised him to take a rest, which he didn't at first. Right, he immediately wanted to get down to work. Um, But then he does take a rest, like you said. Um, Takes a sort of a chill for like an hour or so. And um, he starts to feel better, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he starts to really feel better, and that's when we meet the that ship's the, the Zerillion engineer, engineer called yeah. um, Arlen. Yeah. 
And she kind of helps him in his recuperation because obviously everything's sort of new to him in the ship. And they're a super cool race. There's no hostility yeah. and they're very sort of placid and yeah. welcoming. And um, she offers him essentially what is their water, which yeah. is these sort of jelly. cubes of sort of jelly. And this kind of fruit, essentially yeah. what was a fruit to them. And um, he enjoyed it. At first he was a bit unsure, but then when he tasted yeah. it, he quite enjoyed it. And there was this nice thing that, um, I don't know if it's something that happens between Zerillion to, to Zerillion, but when she touched his skin, there was a slight static yeah. discharge. Yeah, that you can yeah, see. Yeah, that was kind of soft, but also sort of exhilarating as well. Yeah. So that I was wonder, quite interesting. I wonder if that was an indication hmm? of anything more. Um, because, mean, because during the scene, is a little bit, there is some flirtation going on. Yeah, I think so. Those because of the nature, she's feeding him the the, the, yeah. the water jelly. I would say that's and definitely more of a curiosity thing at first between the two of them. That was kind of going in another direction slightly, but I'd say it was definitely a but I'm saying curiosity. We, but no, but you know like how we humans, we when you meet someone and you like, you say you have chemistry. Mm. So I wonder if that static that we saw was some kind of chemistry, like a, a visualization of the chemistry we cannot see, we can just feel it, you know. Yeah, possibly. I mean, that's something I think we'll talk about a bit later. Right. When they're in the... Um, um, the holodeck. Holo yes. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of talk a little bit about um, how people understand one another, uh, read each other's moods. Right. Yeah. So I think at first it was, they don't go into it at first, it was just the curiosity of trip. It was like, oh, this is something that happens all the time type right, thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't, it doesn't go into it if it's something that just happens with other species, but definitely with her touching him, there was a kind of a spark, right. literal yeah. spark. Literal spark, yeah, yes. Between them. Um, and and he, I, I think I told you when we were watching, that for me was a reminder of that Diana Jones story. And the Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he's, you know, he's all bruised up. Oh, right, yes. And he's yeah. like, what about here? Yeah. And she kisses him and stuff. So it's a bit like that. So he's, this, this kind of similar flavor to this scene. Yeah, it's kind where of Where he wants to carry on the, the flirtation. Yeah, the, yeah, it's definitely. Now, yeah, <laughs> we, we've gone from, you know, I want to go home and yeah. trip to now he's like, like, this oh. place is not so bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was interesting. But yeah, we kind of jumped a little bit forward. So she, now that he's kind of feeling better and much more on his feet type thing, yeah. and he's got his bearings, she kind of takes him on a tour around the ship. And it's fascinating where he's kind of seeing how they're kind of, it's almost, it's very organic, the ship. Yeah. It's, um, it's almost like an outside inside. It's very organic. Um, there's grass growing. Yeah. Um, food even growing around he's, the ship. He's so explaining it's... that the grass helps, uh, gives them, gives off this uh, kind of uh, vapors that helps yes. them to metabolize. Yeah. The Sounds like a photosynthesis and... that yeah. we would have on Earth. So that was quite interesting. Yeah. How they're one with the ship yeah. in a way, um, which is, I guess, the nature as well. The, sh the tech, the nature and the life form themselves. It was all this one sort of ecosystem, yeah. which was really interesting. Um, and then she takes him to which the best part of the tour, which is um, a hollow suite, a hollow chamber, I think they called it. Yeah. And I'm not sure in regards to Trek canon, the chronological order of the canon, but I'm assuming that's 
the first time they they've really, seen it. Well, yeah. maybe not holograms, but definitely an advanced yeah. hollow suite in that way. In that sense, yes. Trip was like blown away, wasn't he? He was like, yeah. wow, and he couldn't believe what he was seeing, the depth of it, the scape, the scope. How the, realistic everything The was. scope of it, yeah. how realistic. And she was explaining to him that, you know, sequenced um, uh, molecules and atoms yeah, the and what have you. Are so purpose. I'm assuming that was the first time that at least he's seen holotech pushed to that level yeah um, so that was pretty cool which would be nice in a way I mean we'll see how the series goes but it would be nice to know that in sort of the the timeline that's the 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 occasion or the episode that's started off you know because we don't know right now if this is the species that they have it just they have it but for example yes. later on we know that we, we meet the Klingons yeah, of we, course they no one we, has heard of we this don't know. kind of yeah obviously I mean Trek fans out there if you know I know a lot of um, with uh, the, the main sort of TV series and film um, IP you don't always see the origins of every little yeah. thing but in the books and magazines and yeah. other sort of things like the offshoot the comics there's sometimes more explanations of these mm. kind of things so let us know if the hollow technology is something that is on earth but it may not be to that sort of extent or even if the Zerillians were not the first time that we've seen or heard of this technology mm. maybe it's the first time that humans have but if between other inter-alien species exactly. If there's anything in the, system. in the IP that we should know in terms of the hollow technology, that would be awesome to, to, yeah. to let us know. Because the way that is presented in this episode is like, for them, it's something totally normal. It's quite normal. It's like it's existed yeah. for a long time. It's not like a novelty it's that has just come out. It's very advanced and it's the yeah. way that they do so many different things seems quite interesting. They didn't have any um, life form. Yes. Which was quite interesting. And Trip points that out, but in yeah. terms of landscapes and surfaces and yeah. liquids, but then again, they have that now, which yeah. are probably harder to do. But then, but then again, she might, because of the way that the, that scene goes, she might have just wanted a romantic place to share with him. Yeah, maybe right? something a bit more simple and something that they Instead could be of, a bit more intimate. Yes, yeah, she wouldn't about have had the... Because, like you said, they... So she yeah. introduces him to the hollow suite. Trip is really impressed and blown away, and then she um, produces this kind of crate or basket, I guess, with a yeah. bunch of um, pebbles. He calls them, yeah. and um, of course, he's like, you know, what is this? And she says, it's a game that we play. And he's obviously intrigued, so she puts her one of her hands inside these pebbles, mm. and we kind of see this kind of glow, sort of kind of creep up her arm, and yeah. then he mirrors her actions basically, and he's like, you know, what? happens what it's meant to do and she said it takes four hands to work yeah. I quite like that line so then she puts her other hand in and then he puts her other hand in his other hand in and essentially what it is it's um it's a sort of a a telepathic sort of experience that they have they can read each other's minds so but perhaps it's more well as we find out yeah so they um connect I guess mentally connect and she says something interesting because the first thing she says or that she reads about Trip is that Captain Archer saved your life which is interesting because it kind of goes back to the episode before um, yeah. Strange New World yeah. episode 4 where when Trip was <laughs> tripping again yeah. he was hallucinating um, some stuff and um, to talk him off the ledge Archer was saying oh do you remember when you couldn't get your this helmet happened, on yeah. and you was going to suffer that 
nitrogen narcosis or something, whatever. So it's a nice little su- subtle line, but it's again sort of strengthening the deepening the characteristics yeah. between the bond and the relationship the Archer and, yeah. and Trip. Yeah, and then um, he um, Trip reads her mind and discovers that her favorite thing is some sort of fruit. Yeah. Maybe it's a fruit that he was eating earlier. So that was quite a nice scene and a nice soft sort of gentle scene. Um, so they enjoy that sort of experience. And then um, I think the coils are about to go back online. So Trip goes back to the Enterprise and um, he's super excited, right? He's kind of telling everybody what he's experienced, what he's yeah. seen over there and how cool and interesting it is. And I think he's with Reed in the mess hall having a meal. Yeah. And he's... Um, they're talking and he's going over about what, what what's happening. And Reed notices he's got a growth on, yeah, his, on his wrist. R- on his wrist. Yeah. And um, he says, oh, that's strange. It wasn't there when I left. <laughs> so um, they like go to... It looks like a mole. Like a mole some yeah. sort of, yeah, sort of nub, sort of molly, molly, molly growth type thing. <laughs> um, so he goes to sickbay with our friend Flox is there. And he quickly um, recognises that it's a nipple. And by the way, Trip is pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So much to um, everyone's surprise, yet Trip is with child. And this was a nice little scene. So Topal, Phlox, Archer and Trip are in sickbay and they're trying to figure out, you know, what happened. He he was only there for three days and he comes back pregnant. So they immediately think that he was intimate with... Arlen, the yeah. engineer that he was with, and he wasn't. And Trip is absolutely adamant, like I didn't do anything. Yeah, I was a complete gentleman. I was there to fix their their engines, the coils, their, yeah. their coils, and to help them so they can go on their way. And I came straight fix back. You know, pipes, boy. N- nothing, nothing <laughs> happened. Um, I was a <laughs> when I left this ship until I you know set foot on their ship. I was a complete diplomat mm. and Topol has a great line where she says um, one of the first things a diplomat learns is not to stick I'll his fingers to. where With, they don't belong yeah because that's, she says that right after he, he tells them about the pebbles yes right <laughs> Because he put the, his hands in and yes that's, that's, that's it that's where he was because funnier. they were trying to figure out I guess they believe that he didn't do anything, but they're trying to figure out at some point there must have been some sort of sustained contact between you and um, there's a really Olen, mm. and that's when he goes, well, we did play that game with the pebbles where you stick your hand in and um, you read each other's mind, it's telepathic, oh, that's it. And then that's when Depulse says, <laughs> diplomats learn not to stick their fingers where they don't belong. Yeah. Which is a fantastic line and delivered with that droll, dry delivery yeah. that um, Depulse and Jolene Blaylock does really well. So that was quite funny. Um, and um, yeah, so poor poor Trip, he is with, tri- with child, and he's not too happy about that as well. He's he, very uh, naturally he's embarrassed. Yeah, he's embarrassed, and he he wants flocks um, to remove it, but mm. because they don't have much information, he doesn't want to do it because it may hurt the embryo and it might hurt Him. Trip as yeah. well. So he has to live with this until they can figure out. And I, by this point, I think the um, the Zerillians have gone because um, they're yeah. back online. So they can't even go back to kind of find out what's happening. They've gone. So Trip is with child until they can find out where the Zerillians yeah. have, so have gone. So they start searching and they search for a week <laughs> and um, nothing. So yeah, they basically yeah, go searching for the the Zerillians and um, 
there's a nice sort of sequence where we kind of see the effects the pregnancy is having on Trip. So the bulge by his rib cage is starting to grow and he's starting to show signs of something happening inside. So he's starting to wear larger Um, clothes. He's wearing larger clothes. He's not wearing his uniform. He's wearing this sort of blouse. (laughs) Blouse. (laughs) Uh, And you know the fashion in Star Trek is off-key. But this one is uh, is classic. Wearing this very large, almost... (laughs) Pur- pur- uh, a Puritan sort of um, a Quaker's sort of blouse. Yeah, blouse, yes. He's <laughs> like ten um, size bigger. Ten size too bigger. Um, <laughs> he's experiencing morning sickness. His appetite is really ravenous. He's kind of eating stuff. Yeah. And he's becoming quite emotional. moody. He's becoming moody yeah. and emotional. There's a really funny scene where he's in engineering. Yeah, that was funny. And he's on a, I guess it's a platform, a sort yeah. of a it's elevating like lift, platform yeah. that kind of takes you up and down the different level decks, deck levels. And he stops for a moment and um, he calls over an ensign, I assume, yeah. a junior engineer, and he admonishes him about this safety of this. He says, you know, why? what an is this? Alien this is, child. This is ridiculous. A small alien or a child could hurt themselves yeah. or stick their finger inside, you know, one of the, the contraption. And this poor young engineer doesn't know what is happening because <laughs> yeah, no one like, knows that he's what? pregnant yeah but it's a really kind of funny scene it's really funny because suddenly he's getting all overprotective of the environment yeah. like a normal kind of wants, he wants a baby he's nesting basically yeah, he's, that's yeah, what he's, he's doing he's protecting nesting. his young and he's wants yeah. to baby proof everything uh, around him so that was quite interesting how they they did that um so that kind of so they eventually find and the, they detect the zerillion signature in space mm-hmm. and um, they warp over to the location but they're actually met they come bow to bow basically yeah. with a Klingon battle cruiser so they're like yeah. you know what's going on here and then it, they realise <laughs> there's a really having again. problems and they're yeah. hitchhiking this time with the Klingons unfortunately for them that yeah. is that is not good um, so um, Archer he informs the Klingons basically of what's happening he tries to avoid it at first because he knows maybe that they will not react in the best way which they didn't he does explain essentially what is happening and they're not happy they're like let's find them and kill them immediately yeah. he wants to you know destroy them kill them all destroy their ship um, but then Archer says you know we, we need them alive, alive because one of our crewmen has unfinished business um, what's interesting about that is that when Archer first explains what's happening they're not interested and T'Pol kind of steps in and she yeah. just recounts the story of what happened in the first episode yes. Broken Bow and how he rescued Clang yeah. got him back to the home world of Kronos yeah. and saved a massive war a civil war happening Yeah. so she kind of bigged him up and yeah. you know said that saved the day yeah, yeah he was actually moment. seen as a brother and, and thanked by the high council and then um, the thing is with Klingons really you just have to communicate in their own terms in a way that they understand when he start mentioning honor and duty then they start understanding the conversation yeah right? it's easier to talk to them through the sort of um sort of um uh what's the word primal yeah sort of language in terms of yeah honor courage just kind of approach them with that mentality of yeah um instead of the common sense yes <laughs> A military. Well, they they yeah. they had their common sense, but it's filtered through this sort of yeah. a military lens for them. Um, it starts off with that first, and you know, even when they met the 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 Enterprise, it was like, "How dare you approach a Klingon yeah. battle cruiser?" So it's very much saving face and respect yeah. for them first. Their reputation, as far as they're concerned, precedes them across the galaxy. 
So a puny enterprise, a puny federation ship approaching them is disrespectful mm. without saying anything. This the mm. act of it is disrespectful. Um, but to Paul, he actually does tell them the story of what Arch has done for them and the High Council, and then Trip kind of joins in and says they've also got this amazing technology, hollow technology that yeah. we've never seen, and you probably haven't seen either. And I'm sure they will share it with you if, if you, you just them. chill type yeah. thing. So um, they're like, okay, if it amuses, if their technology amuses me, we'll think about letting them go. Yeah, and let them live. Let them live, basically, and then they get a big laugh out the fact that Trip is the unfinished business that Trip has is that he's pregnant. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) That was quite funny. So yeah, they got a big, big laugh out of that. Um, And then, so yeah, they all go back over. Um, Trenal, the leader of the Zerillians, he takes, um, I think Varrock is the name of the captain of the Klingons. He goes over there with another, with his number one, and he demos the hollow chamber technology. And he says a great line because he, um, he simulates, they simulate uh, Kronos for, for him. Mm. And Varrock says, I can see my house from here. So, yeah, so yeah. he was really impressed. That was quite a funny line. He was really impressed. So I, so he was immediately he asked, you know, how can we adapt it to our ship's technology? And um, Trinal says, I think I think we can do that. So they were in a good space there. And luckily for Trip, he meets up with Arlen again and he tells her what's happening. And she's surprised. So you think maybe she'd done something on purpose yeah. when but they she- first met, but actually it wasn't. Like you were saying before, the, her connection and touch with him was more personal, intimate sort of curiosity thing. And it mm. wasn't, I don't think it wasn't a, um, it a purposeful yeah. attempt to Im- impregnate, impregnate him, him no. because she says, "Oh, I didn't realize at all that it was possible with another species that could happen." Mm. And when she scans his body, um, luckily she tells Trip that the embryo is strong, young enough, but strong enough to be transferred to another host. Yeah. So he's lucky. Um, yeah. Otherwise, he was going to have to be a single father, basically, <laughs> because his ruins were gone. So um, yeah, so everyone's happy. The Klingon's going to get there. Kronos technology, hollow technology put onto their ship and um, Trip essentially adopts or transfers his, his, his child to another host. Um, then they all go back to their ships and they go about their ways. Their way, yeah. um, but there's a nice little sort of, I guess, a little button to the episode where, where just before they all go, um, Archer tries to you know, struck up a little friendship, a little pact with the Klingons, Klingons by saying, you know, it was nice to meet you, it'd be good to meet you in other, you know, circumstances. We can, you know, hang out together basically and just share technology and share information about each other. And Vorox is like, nah, not really. If we, not if we ever see you again, you'll, you'll regret it. So yeah. that was a nice kind of little ending. Um, just a reminder of who's who and the pecking order in the galaxy yeah. right now in terms of. The, um, the power and the might of, <clears throat> excuse me, each each um, civilization's um, technology. So that was a nice little ending there. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see. I'm sure we're going to see the Klingons again later. Oh yeah. Whether it's going to be Vorox, um, um, I'm not sure. Vorox, sorry, I'm not sure. But yeah, that was. A, we'll see. That remains to be seen. But that was a, an interesting sort of ending. And yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Basically, um, it was a lot of fun this episode. You can tell. The writers are having a lot of fun, especially with that trip character. I get the impression that they could really do a lot with him, and they can, especially in terms of humor, they can get a lot yeah. of humor out of his character. And I think um, Connor Trenier, who plays Trip, 
um, did a really good job. What did you think of yeah, that? Yeah, I agree. He was really, really good. Because yeah. he's, he's, uh, he reminds me somehow of the, um, I forgot his name now, the, the pilot in uh, Voyager. Um, Paris, is it? Paris. Yeah. He reminds me a, a little bit. He's a mix between. I know it's outstretched. This, but by no means I'm not comparing. But he's a kind of Paris, and um, and Riker had a child. <laughs> you take that back, Riker. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I There's know not, I love Riker. What, what's so much. interesting actually is that um, when. Trip was eager to go over, yeah. and you know Riker. He was he, whenever yeah. there's some f- female involved, female he's, involved. He's, there. Yeah, he's there. That's but, why I'm saying well, he's no, always the, trying. The to. funny thing is, like Trip, immediately, you know, he wanted to come back five minutes into this decompression situation. Yeah. But Riker, you know, he would have ridden that out easy. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. There's no way he would have gone back. He would have ridden that out. Um, but I guess that's that nice I, way that they um, uh, differentiate. Enterprise with the other series in the fact that it's all very much new to many of them, this sort of exploration thing, yeah. right? And meeting the diplomacy and the conduct of meeting other races and, you know, this cavalier attitude that, yeah, let's go and do all these things. And when they go and the, like, the other side of the grass wasn't so green and they don't mm. have the experience to know if it's something dangerous, if they need to go back, or is it something that they can ride out? Yeah. Um, and I think... Connor Trenier, who plays Trip, did a, did a great job there. But I can see the Paris and the Riker. That's uh, Riker simply because of, I, I, it's, the, the, it's been a few times now that he's is clearly positioned as the flirtatious characters out right. of all of them. Right. Right. He's conf- yeah, he's confident. He's a bit his... cocky. He's a bit cheeky. Actually, you said that because in the um, in the Pebble Hand game in the holodeck that he was playing with Olen, she even said that oh, you like you be... like to be seen as attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He was smiling about that. Yeah, he's, yeah. Al- he's always been. Then in, the, in episodes, uh, in the previous episode, we had the scene with uh, with the pal with the you know the, the one clean, that hated. Hygienic yeah. cleanse. Excuse me a second. <coughs> uh, nothing. So it's, that's for me, that's why I'm saying uh, it kind of reminds me of a younger, obviously, Riker for that area. But at the same, but he has also the sort of short fuse like Paris. Right. That attitude of a little bit of, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Right. You know? Right, yeah, um, yeah. I guess he's got that. Yeah, he's 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 bold, right? He's yeah. he's up for this. He always reminds everyone like this is what I signed up for. So he's he will be the first to go on a mission. Yeah, um, but he may also be the first one to come back as well. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see as the series goes on. I'm sure he's gonna that's gonna change, and he will, like you said, probably settle into that number one Riker role. I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's definitely a lot of humor, a lot of fun in this episode. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, we saw the Hollow Suite again. Maybe this mm-hmm. is the first time that they've encountered something like this. And in, and in terms of the Star Trek chronological canon, it's probably the first time that they've seen something so advanced. And Klingons again, which was interesting to see them and get an idea of their position yeah. and what role they're going to play um, further down the line. Um, yeah, and the, the, the episode immediately was going to be fun because it's got that switcheroo, Freaky Friday type um, storyline where a body swap type thing happening. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of actually Junior um, 
the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he gets pregnant in yeah. 1994, I think, with um, uh, directed by Ivan Reitman. And then before that, in the 80s, um, 85, maybe 86, um, Enemy Mine mm. with Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett, Jun- Louis Gossett Jr., where he gets pregnant in mm. that. So um, it's definitely channeling those sort of vibes. But um, it was done quite well. Yeah, good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, so episode MVP for me was definitely Trip. Yeah. Without a doubt. He was really, really good. Um, best line of the show, I think, again, goes to Flox, right? He's, Flox, yeah. He's, we're going to have to keep a he tab. He doesn't have many lines, but we're gonna they're going to have to keep a tab, but he's had, tight, a, he had yeah. a few great ones here, especially he's having fun with the fact that Trip was pregnant. And yeah. um, he was enjoying the fact of Tripp's nervousness all about it. And um, yeah, there was a great line. So they're having dinner again um, inside the captain's quarters. Um, Phlox, Trip, Archer, and um, I think Topol is there as well, maybe. No, no, she wasn't. Oh, no, she wasn't there, right. Three guys, yeah. So Trip is worried about what's going on and he's interested in just getting back to work. And was, he's also paranoid that everybody knows as well when he mm. thinks Topol has told people because they're looking at him funny and they're opening the door for him and pulling out his chair and being all chiv- chivalrous yeah. and <laughs> kind to the pregnant, to the pregnant officer. Um, so... Um, Archer goes, yeah, that reminds me, we need to have a little discussion about your postnatal um, postnatal duties, responsibilities. Yeah. And um, Trip kind of looks at him and then Flock says, yeah, that's right, because you may be putting those nipples to work sooner than you know it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really good line. So, um, yeah, Flock's again, he gets line of the show, but episode MVP was um, Trip. Yeah. For sure. Um, there was a nice little scene with... Um, Porthos, our Porthos yeah. watch. Yeah, he was doing his little begging thing, and he got his food. Yeah. So we had a nice Porthos moment as well. And he always wins. I mean, he technically will win every episode, but in this yeah. one, we've got to give it to Trip. Yeah. yeah, he had a good one. So um, yeah, episode rating. What would you give? Unexpected. Unexpected. Yes. I give it an unexpected four. A four. So yes, on the um, uh, Riser and Science show here, we have a five-point rating scale. Um, we do it in pips, so one to five pips, and obviously that sort of aligns with the um, Starfleet ranking. So one pip will be ensign, two pips lieutenant, three pips commander, four pips captain, and five pips for admiral. And you're going to give it a captain, four pips. A four pips, wow. an unexpected four an pips. An unexpected four pips for the episode unexpected. I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah I see what you did there. Go to the brig. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I love my dad jokes. <laughs> um, yeah. I would. I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah. Woohoo. Four pips, the captain. We are boom. We are aligned. We are we're mm. in sync here. My mind to your mind. Yes. <laughs> My thoughts. <laughs> to yours. We are aligned. Um. Yeah. Four pips, a captain. Great episode. Fun. Definitely the best so far. More relaxed. Yeah. Not as somber and stiff as the others. I think they're a little bit serious. The other ones. Um, and this one just lightened things up a bit and yeah. I think it was the better for it yeah really enjoyed that one it was just nice as well to see the three um, the, the, the the context between the three species instead of right. just a single species or just two or something like yeah, this I just right. like when there is that kind of interaction interaction and we can suddenly see the different approaches different yeah. ideals different cultures I actually should count four because I forget about Tupal there's Vulcans in there as well so humans Vulcans uh, Klingon and they're Cerulean so. yeah so yeah nice stew of different yeah ideals and yeah 
and how they figure things out through their own way. One thing I'm, I'm interested though, um, I don't know if it's something that we've missed. Now, we know that the Universal Translator, as far as we know, it's kind of working or not, or at least it works on the ship in some way. I don't think they all have one, I'm assuming, because normally they go to Hoshi to kind of mm. translate and do things. So tell us if we're wrong. Does everyone have, like in Star Trek, as normal, or at least from Next Generation onwards, um, everyone has this internal, personal Universal Translator, right? So is this something we've missed in Enterprise? Because when Trip obviously goes over to the Zerillion, they're just speaking in English. Yeah. So I know, I know sometimes we just have to suspend disbelief and assume that they just understand each other. But normally we understand that through the Universal Translator. Yeah. Another trick that um, writers do is that for the first maybe five or six lines, the person will speak in their language. Yeah. Like he ha- it does happen. And like then that. they slowly go to English. So you understand yeah. that they're communicating with each other yeah. in some way. Um, but I'm not. Yeah, so let us know. Because I can't remember they, they where there's a clear moment in the show so far where we understand that whatever's been spoken. It's you be you you will be able to understand. My understanding from the previous episodes, which is what I was saying the other day when we were talking about Oshi. Oshi wasn't just teaching. When she came on board, she was also working on the translator machine. Mm. On the or computer or whatever, however you wanna call it. Right. And that's why Just was, on the ship, not yeah. personal. No, 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 no. I don't know. I, that's they, what they I'm, never showed that. But what that's I'm, what I'm trying what, to say. What, what I'm saying, like this is why, like the other day, I was trying to say when she on the episode she was feeling secure was because yeah. insecure, yeah, because she was working on that computer translation system and that wasn't ready. And she said, "It's not ready yet. I don't have the tools. I don't. I just have to rely on myself." Yeah. That was causing her insecurity. Yeah. The, and then eventually, the, yeah. she just does it. And then so. now we see that in this episode, instead of the machine, the translator is ready. In starting the, to work, yeah, because yeah, the Zerillians were speaking in their language. Exactly. And then eventually it translated to so, what they understood. But that's on the ship, I yeah. understand. So I'm just maybe, maybe there is, maybe they, they haven't blatantly showed it, but you would assume that because the system now is working, the, uh, they might have some portable ones. Something... On them personally, yeah. whether it's for the badge or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to do some research on that yeah. to find out. Yeah, just so we know, because I don't know if we've missed something or, yeah, is it something when they beamed over that it automatically on their ship, for example, there's a brilliant ship, it translates because it seems like they've got some crazy technology, right? Mm. Seem they seem a bit more advanced in certain areas anyway mm. than the Federation. So yeah, let us know if there's something we missed or when Hoshi is. From what it looks like to us, that she's the computer, the translator's fixed. Is it something then that each crew member has through com badge or tricorder or something? Or when you beam over, you can it connects to you somehow? Let us know. Or is or is it just a mistake? Well, we're not sure. Um, so yeah, just let us know. Let us know that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, a solid episode. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Good. Um, four pips, Captain. Mm-hmm. Highest so far. So let's hope it continues. Mm-hmm. cool thank you and that's our podcast for today thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it as always if you like what you're hearing uh, please join us for our next show where we'll 
we'll be discussing what we're on now, Series 1, Episode 6, which yeah. is called Terra Nova. All yeah, right. really looking forward to that one. Hope it's as good as this one. Hope it kind yeah. of keeps that energy. Um, doesn't have to always be so humorous, but um, this was just like a nice vibe, yeah. nice hangout episode. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so that's uh, this is uh, that's it for us, really. This is Riser and Shine, your unofficial Star Trek podcast with Jason and... Michaela. And we're going to continue on our way towards the Riser system. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, um, Helm, take us out of here. Uh, warp 2. Punch it. <laughs>